<clears throat> and that stick ain't free. This is the one about baseball. Listen out there, Jason Cohn, only listener of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone who, who we know who like works for ESPN. People love Moneyball. It's a quality motion picture. Beloved. So is Farce Gump. Hmm. Um, today. Sometimes the Academy misses. We're going to go into a movie that I never thought I would watch in my entire life. Yeah. Did you, when you listening back to the previous episode, when I announced this, did you notice all my subtle baseball references throughout the whole time? Yeah, Dan. I noticed your subtle baseball references. They're fucking hilarious. I okay. I know. You like that shit? <laughs> I've been played again by your, your whims. All right, you know what? Knock Knock bought me some goodwill for a fucking while, man. I don't think so. That movie fucking sucked. Your tortures have just begun. Don't start with me. I have a backup list. Don't blame I me. Do, I do have two lists. So, um, as people <laughs> as people may surmise, this is the second in an episode block. We are far drunker, at least I am, than I was in the first one, which was already a problem. And now we are going to talk about baseball statistics because that is the sorkiest subject of fucking all time that was ever made into a movie. Mm. And and we're here to discuss it. God damn it. The listener now, should know. Yeah. We, we've G- made clear. Give him, a little, give him a little background. Yeah. Movies. Take him to church. You might be surprised, but movies are not my first love. And oh. uh, those who know me would know that music might be surprised. Music is not even my second love. Because my first love is baseball. I know more about baseball, Dan, than any topic. It's wild. It's fucked up. That's your computer brain working. Yeah. That's me thinking about Kevin Euclid, the Greek god of walks. That's Dan Enden. Whose autistic brain is processing <laughs> another classic film from his collection, Moneyball. Which, like, here's the thing. I thought that this movie was about baseball statistics, and it turned out it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, very at, surface level sabermetrics, though, to be clear. Well, okay, fair enough. But, like, at, at times I was like, wow, we're really doing this. Like, this, Dan couldn't have even picked, like, hey, buddy, I'm going to lob it in for you. Why don't we do Field of Dreams? What a fucking magical nice time with with Kevin. What's his name from Yellowstone? And we're gonna we're gonna have a good time watching that, or we're gonna watch Dude. Little Giants. Ne- little Giants little is a football Giants. movie, so or not Little Giants, Sandlot, Sandlot, <laughs> the one with the big mean dog, or Little Big League with uh, Kevin Little from Big a... League. You never saw Little Big League? Dude? Is that like Alien versus Predator? Oh my bad kid sports movie, dude! It's fucking. Kevin from American Pie as a child. Oh, my God. As a child. Oh, wait, no, that's Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Little Big League's a different one. Wow. Have you not seen Rookie of the Year either? Oh, I've seen Rookie of the Year. Have you really? Or you just want me not to add it to my list? Rookie of the Year is the one, correct me if I'm wrong, that is about a kid who... Like, has, like, an arm injury of some kind. Yeah, yeah. you got got it, Poppy. So, now, listen. I saw that movie in theaters and loved it. And that movie... And Angels in the Outfield, I do enjoy a lot. Um, I, I, I stammered out Little Giants because I also love that movie. There are some, like, 90s sports movies that I enjoy. Um, but, like, yeah, as a whole, just to set up the listener, I, like, don't 
like sports. I don't want to talk about them. You were in a little league, or were you, Dan? I was. You were? I played high school football. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this why you have such like a deep-seated problem? I, I played one year of it. Okay. Let's be honest about that. I played tennis very seriously, and I was also a finalist in a Maccabee Games ping pong tournament. Okay. Um, I was beaten by a Russian immigrant. It was a very, very rocky like. So you came in second? I came. That's what's important, Dan. know that i also have a second place ping pong tournament story is it as cool as my my rocky parallel it was the jam cruise ping pong tournament no nope, not good I don't want to hear it i came in second <laughs> i get 32 person bracket i came in second to the drummer, of pigeons, the playing drummer pi- of pigeons playing yeah. ping pong. you tell us sto- like we're the two old people at this point <laughs> that are like like did i tell you the story about when I I lost to the drummer of pigeons on the cruise ship, <laughs> and, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, Ethel, you told me a thousand times. I still I'm have. I'm sick still, of this story. I still have the paddle that I won. You and I have played. A trophy. A, you and I have played a few times. It was have we? We were well matched. Where? Yeah, in your basement of your previous apartment. Oh, oh, that makes sense. We were well matched. I think you mostly won because you had extreme home field advantage, and yeah. I hadn't played in years. Right. But I was playing a lot at that time. You and I were very well met. It, it was good. And like the girls went upstairs and you and I were like really going at it. I still Hard. go to Frankfurt Hall and play. With our healthy. hands. Yeah. I play. Anyone wants to catch me on the court? <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> I'll consider it. Subscribe to our Patreon. Send us a message to on Patreon. Those who uh, subscribe to the Joan tier of the Patreon can match oh up my. with me. At uh, Susan Sarandon's ping pong bar in Center City, Spin, which is where I'm thinking about having my bachelor party. Swipe right on. Have you ever been to Spin? Susan Dan? Sarandon's ping pong bar. Have you ever been there? Spin. You can rent out a room with like fucking amphitheater bleachers, and while you and your boys are getting served drinks while playing ping pong. I'm gonna do a live cast during all that. It's tight as fuck. Um. So. Um, shout out Susan Sarandon. Shout out Susan Sarandon. Shout um, out ping pong. Feet, you know. As you know, yeah, co-star of a great baseball movie, Bull Durham. Never seen Bull Durham. Holy shit, Dan. There's so many natural sequels for next season. Bull Durham being a sequel to what? Moneyball? Yeah. Bull Durham. <laughs> That's not how the sequel season works, Dan. a Stan. classic baseball there movie. There needs to be DNA deep connection. Directors, um, screenwriters. For the it's record, a sequel. Little Big League is a movie where a 12-year-old becomes the manager of the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Little Big League <laughs> is just a hilarious name for a movie that I would watch that movie. And also, you know what? And fuck you beyond this because I watched another baseball movie for this podcast. This is not the first baseball the movie first one? that I have watched for this podcast. I watched and annotated the entire Matt LeBlanc movie, Ed, where, 
where he trains a monkey to play baseball with him, Dan. And we never did it. We never did it. I have a full document all the way to the end of the film. Even like afterthoughts in the credits of Ed. Well, this is what used to happen when you'd be like, I need to screen something to see if it's potable. I'm oh like, my God, dude. I cannot believe I watched that movie down here in this basement. <laughs> I sat for an hour and a half and the whole time was like, this is like not all right. Um, dude, there was a time in this country where you could just twice a year come out with a fucking baseball movie of just absurdity. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Baseball and, and is intrinsically tied went, with the history of this country. Dan. That went through like the nineties yeah. for sure. And, and back. There's always baseball movies. Well, of course, yeah. For as long as there's been people, and there's I've been seen baseball. a tremendous amount of them, dude. I, I baseball well, is the only not, sport but... where you can look at data from the 1800s and know the games being played the same way and compare people across eras. Dan, that is cute from a systems perspective, and I want to talk about just like being autistic because <laughs> both you and I are, and I I think that part of that is that like systems fascinate us there are times when like i connect with either a book or a piece of media because i'm seeing a fully fleshed out system that entertains me and i felt the same way watching moneyball that i feel watching like other uh either movies or books that i've read that introduce systems to me that i did not understand before like here is the system of baseball statistics and they laid it out in a really nice way and they put a nice ribbon on it and they said here is the history of the Oakland A's to a certain degree. And they laid it out and they gave me like a kind of fluffy history on it. And then they were like, and here is, you know, how these events came to change the game, change the way the teams are put together, blah, 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 blah. And I bought it and I watched it because I'm an American who doesn't know a lot about sports. I'm not smart enough to know about. Well, it should is- also be known to everyone, which is, the actual psychosis of my whole thing with baseball is that I don't watch a single other sport. Like, I could not... You could say basketball teams, and I'd be like, I've never heard of that. Hold on, ramble on. I gotta get my water from upstairs. So, um, like, it's the Super Bowl. Our city's team is in the Super Bowl. I did not know they were even in the playoffs. I don't watch football. Um, I don't like these sports where, at the end, you just run out the clock or manipulate time. The last two minutes is so fucking boring. People say baseball's boring, and it's just, it's by far the most interesting thing in the world to me. You can look at a large enough data set to gain any sort of insight. Dan's back. He's ready to tell you his feelings on OPS+. Um, Oh my god, I don't know if that even is. OPS+, Dan, is um, on-base percentage plus slugging normalized, where 100 is league average, so you can see where people are in relation to league average at all times. Moneyball, or how to get Dan Lyons to violently dissociate from a motion picture. <laughs> okay, well, if we're going to get into it, can I... Um, can no, I... we're not. No, no, no. We're okay. not yet. Okay. Um, you're welcome to discuss anything you want about no, sports, no, no. baseball statistics. Um, if you guys in the rental zone want to start talking about sabermetrics, I'm your guy. Cut that. Um... <laughs> Um, here's the thing. Moneyball. Good movie. Enjoyed it. Hell yeah, brother. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron? Impact. Hold on. All right. No, I got to touch on what I'm trying to touch upon here. I got to tell you, do you know any, did you do any research on this? Do you know anything about the history of the production of this picture? I do and don't. Okay. I know some things. Do you know what was, how this movie was originally going to be? Who originally was going to make it? That I don't know. Okay. So this movie, this is based on a book, which is based on a true story. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the original picture 
This movie was in pre-production and Dan went up until one week before filmmaking started. Um, was originally going to be written and directed by Steven Soderbergh. Makes sense. And the lead was going to be Dimitri Martin. And five days... Wait, wait. Dimitri Martin? Yes, the, com- the, the, the comic, comic? Who, who points to fucking pictures of the Woodstock movie fame. What the fuck and is that casting? Five days before filming, um, the studio halted production because Soderbergh made a last-minute revision that added, according to the studio, an abundance of baseball minutiae that would alienate the core audience. And he refused to change it and said he can't make a, the Moneyball story the way he wants to without more baseball minutia. And he bailed. And they, they separated five days before filming started. And they brought Sork in to do a quick quick punch-up. This was the least baseball-y version of this movie that almost happened. Here's the deal. Go on about Sorkin, bud. I, I, Would you have preferred to see Steven Soderbergh's Moneyball starring Dimitri Martin? I don't know because I have some questions about that. Okay. How are they? Go- I mean, I have questions about how they would portray certain things. Okay. Um, because in the research I did do about this film, I found out that it is quite inaccurate and that it also... I mean, it, it depends. That's like... Yes. No, directly from the source, from the people who were there, have claimed that it is inaccurate. There are accurate. There are aspects of that, but like also a lot of people will be like, "Oh, it's inaccurate because they didn't focus on the starting pitching rotation they already had." But like that's not the point of the Here fucking story. Here is my problem with Moneyball. Okay. Good movie. From a movie perspective, on its own merits in a fictional universe, Moneyball, fine. Mm-hmm. I do have some problems with the core. Of what Moneyball seems to suggest. Okay. Because here is my thoughts on pro sports and sporting in general. That it is a endless money racket. And that all anyone cares about is money, money, money. And it makes the whole world of sports roll around in a way that it doesn't make the entertainment industry. While the entertainment industry is deeply greedy, money-related, has exploited millions of artists and done terrible things. There is something about sports that is less insidious, but more obvious in its sense that it is just a factory of money. And to keep track of that... But it's still less money than gets dumped into any Marvel picture being marketed. That's independently thought out art. I think even the lowest form of independently thought out pieces of art are more important than sports in a completely historical universal sense it's about humans achieving the peak of human physical ability yeah that's what sports are about yeah and that's all great and everything but i don't think it holds weight or advancement of our civilization other than in a very brutalistic way no it's... and that is reflected by the fact that it is a deeply economically disgusting operation that preys upon people as if they are statistics. My problem with Moneyball is that it suggests a hero's narrative for an idea that you were to strip the human element from picking baseball players for Mm. a baseball team and instead poses a world in which you are supposed to applaud for statistics replacing human ingenuity. 
That is a fundamental message that I disagree with. So that's A, problem with Moneyball. Problem with Moneyball B is that it in and of itself is an incorrect portrayal of what happened. Now there's micro versions of that, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who has been said by every single person involved was absolutely nothing like him, was not an asshole to anyone about any of these things, and was a great, decent, salt-of-the-earth guy that all the players loved, everybody loved. They portrayed him like shit, he's still very cross about it in reality, and refuses to watch the movie. I have problems when movies not only portray events that are deeply recent, but do so in a fraught manner for manipulation. That is what Moneyball is. Moneyball is a baseball statistics movie that does a great job of explaining that world, making it affable and interesting to a normal person like myself who doesn't know much about those things. I'm thankful I watched it because it taught me a lot of things I didn't know. And as a fan of like looking at systems of operation that I don't understand and teaching me how they work, very admirable, admirable job. The message it's pitching, don't agree with. The truth that it's pitching also isn't the truth of what ended up happening because that tactic has now destroyed the Oakland A's organization, which their that, stadium no, no. is in entire disrepair. That is not what destroyed the Oakland A's organization. That is very much involved in it because apparently what Billy Bean, who is Brad Pitt's character in this movie, was pushing was not this radical new idea that like was cooked up with Jonah Hill's character and they they changed everything for the better. What really happened was the people who were running the A's at the time were deeply greedy and money orientated. They were pitched the idea as such. They rolled with it and were like, we'll see what happens as long as we save a bottom dollar. And their behavior since all of this happened has retroactively destroyed the entire reputation of the A's because the stadium is in complete disrepair. Nobody knows where any of the money is that was made from any of this period of time. It's not a thing that ended up working out great. And it did, and I agree with some of the salt of the earth, fucking weird Italian stereotypes they threw into this movie who are like sports people who are like, yeah, you should have played a game this way. It's not honest. Like, I agree with those guys. Right. I think that taking baseball to an autistic statistics level and taking the heart out of it is the same reason that I hate pro sports to begin with because it is heartless money-centered, greedy bullshit from people that aren't from the places that they're playing for, don't care about what they're doing, they're being traded like pieces of meat, and this movie endorsed a system which churned those people out and used them as pawns for an overall statistic. Fuck the message of this movie, fuck Aaron Sorkin or whoever wrote this movie into creating like some happy-go-lucky narrative about a, a dad and his daughter in like the most stereotypical way humanly possible just to like create an emotional center around a movie that could have just been a about more baseball statistics and b not with Dimitri Martin. Um, <laughs> I like this movie. I would give it like a seven out of 10, which is really high considering you picked a fucking two plus hour baseball statistics movie. I'm going to allow you to retort as much as you possibly want. But I think all the things that I've said, I've done research on, have tons of corroboration. I'm sure you have plenty of facts that you think are going to dismantle that. But what I'm saying is to the Movie Blues family, go out and do your research. Okay. Dan Enden. All right. So for one, I just don't agree with the messaging you took from the movie. 
it's not it was it did not show and was not a situation where billy bean presented this as a money saving no that is the reality no that no. wasn't the that wasn't the movie's plot that was what reportedly got the entire thing rolling in the first place because they pitched the first scene of the movie is billy bean is talking to his like uber jewy boss and his boss is like we don't we're not gonna give you any money you gotta do your job without money and apparently in reality it wasn't like billy bean was like came up with this crazy fucking idea and was like grassroots insane like people were on board with it because they thought they could cut the bottom dollar and that caused all sorts of chaos in the baseball world Dan, and statistics just beyond. stop talking for a second you got your point across i'm telling you the oakland a's were in a situation that was not usual for that time in the steroid era in which they ended up in the world series against the steinbrenner era juggernaut team yankees and lost and the situation was that they could not afford to retain their core for their free agency so there was a necessity for to try something the person that jonah hill is based on is john d podesta who now runs the cleveland browns but originally this movie he was going to play himself philip seymour kaufman the coach he's playing was going to uh play himself but billy bean is the gm of the a's in this at this time like they have no control over the money they're given a budget and they have to figure it out sure what all this is ba was based on and they touch upon it briefly in the movie is based on like bill james's fucking theories about sabermetrics and people it was a thing that people had been rumbling about for a while but was mm. very hated and it's still a thing that gets debated into the fucking ground to this day you cannot watch a baseball game without a decision being made that's clearly like a numbers-driven decision mm -hmm. and not hear the commentators being like, you're taking the human element out of the game. Like, it's the biggest debate still about baseball. Yeah, sure. But ultimately what happens at the end of this movie is Billy Bean's offered a job by the Red Sox. And the Red Sox are shown as the well-run <laughs> team. And what the Red Sox did was they take, still took his system. They took pieces of the system, but what has been clear all along is the way to make this system most efficient is to utilize aspects of it, but then still dump a bunch of money and be a league average payroll behind it. The Red Sox did this system plus money mm -hmm. and not running like a fucking mob scam and came and won the World Series a bunch of times. Right. And then the the drama of baseball is watching teams catch up to ideas and then everyone has to find a new way to play. And it's back and fucking forth. I get that. I don't think that this movie you. presents that this is the correct way to do things, mm -hmm. even though data has shown that. If no one else is oh. doing these things, this is the most efficient way to win a baseball team. But they still lose in the end. While it was not shown to be the right way to do things, I never stated that. It was presented in a way that was a very hero narrative. Where it was like, this is the idea that will change everything. And they laid into that as much as they but it, possibly but it could, did change considering everything. the facts. It did change it everything. It did, but not in baseball the way... Baseball teams now, all of their front office offices are filled with dozens of sabermetricians and statistical analysts yeah but like okay but this and it's plays into the, forward this plays into my third column of disliking this whole thing though which is just like this is what i'm talking about this is the obsession over things that are so monetary and so borderline exploitative it's just like I, I don't understand like what the appeal is like this movie made me like sports again for a second <laughs> And then I started reading into it and I was like, no, I hate this all over again. Like this, this is exactly the kind of rhetoric and back and forth and like fluctuation of markets and there being sabermetricians on the ground of a baseball team that like, I just, I, 
I, I'm glad other people care. enjoy it. Just, it's interesting to me. No, it's not that I don't care, because I care about anything that I'm embroiled in, even as a discussion. I'm I'm fine with caring about it for this week, which is why I kept texting you and being like, my baseball knowledge is slipping away, because like a week from now, I'm not going to be very passionate about this. You're catching me now in what is the longest baseball or sports discussion I've probably ever had. Right. And you're also putting me in a position where while watching this movie at work, my coworkers can see what I'm watching and not think I'm gay for once. <laughs> and all of that is like a huge win for me. I like this the is idea. a positive experience, but I will say that it is a reprehensible representation of the things that bother me about these topics. And I'm glad if people enjoy them, but I think that there is better things to consume in this world that you could take all the time that you've spent thinking about sports and think about something else. It's true, but I don't. I'm Worth cool noting that. is that the Oakland A's payroll is currently less than it was in this movie. The owner of the A's is universally despised. The Oakland A's are probably not going to exist in the next two years, to be honest. Yeah, it's not going well over there. No, I mean, the owner's a piece of shit, as this movie depicts. Right. And he's like, he's like one of the Jews. He's like a the, Shylock. He's dude. like one of the Jews in the Passion, <laughs> heralding Christ to the fucking Passion. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Um, I don't necessarily like. I guess it's presented as a hero narrative, but I I see it more as just like a testament to like, just I like when people do smart shit and. I like a disruptor. When people flip something on its head, dude, something base like baseball. But what they were baseball shipping IQ for is just like so dark. Baseball IQ has been so one note for so long, and this these people figured out how to be smarter, and it fucking worked. It's fucking interesting. What they were shipping was very soulless. I will agree that it was very interesting. I was very interested. Like, I watched do this... I think baseball is more interesting to watch since this all happened? No, because of this. We're in, I could get in the weeds, but like baseball fans will understand like there's been the shift and three true outcomes playing since this all happened that has made the game borderline unwatchable to now we're in the degree where this next season there's a bunch of rules they enacted to like counter the shit that this shit brought upon. It's a heavily debated thing, but it's interesting watching something with this many data points like adjust to some, like a, something that significant. A game's been played the same way for 150 years. Someone does something and all of a sudden you have thousands of people that have to adjust to it sorry i'm handing down a, a wicked sick j-bone right now this is a wicked sick j-bone here's some of my thoughts while watching this movie because you have to understand Dan's somebody... like i watched the whole eli roth filmography last week in preparation why are you wasting so much time thinking about baseball it's very true some of those movies i think i'd already seen as well <laughs> I, the aftershock you're supporting active pedophilia anytime you watch a movie and you want to talk about baseball relax all the boy touching in baseball is yet to come out but just you wait my friend what do you mean literally after someone hits a home run everyone runs on the field and pats his ass it's crazy yeah dan where the fuck do you think that's leading to i was in little league my ass was pat by coaches on the reg well take dan's numerical score for today's movie in mind with what he just said <laughs> my ass was patted on the rag. yeah um that's how you show that you're boys i would be like don't fucking touch me i played baseball in seventh grade that was it and then i went to football I played baseball for a long time. Um, here are some of my thoughts while watching this movie. Now, obviously, when I started watching this movie, I felt like very violently opposed to it because I walked into it with a bad attitude, as anyone in my disposition I yeah. think fairly would have. I don't think I like... My whole goal was like, I was like, Dan's going to be so pissed and dread this. And my goal was like for you to watch it and be like, oh, that that's neat. 
That was it. That, that was pretty much it. We could end the episode. You there. didn't have a bad time. You gave it a seven. That's a fucking W. I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's and a that's great what the, movie. That's what the movie Blues Podcast is about. I got to be honest or try to at least be honest. Yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work out that way. Um, we pick shit like cats and grind back to back. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, <laughs> first note, I deserve this. <laughs> um, this is like the last Brad Pitt movie before he started looking like really extra goddamn weird. <laughs> I watched Burn After we- Reading this past weekend. He's weird as fuck in that movie. I love how this movie is pitching a world where I'm supposed to feel bad for Brad Pitt for only having $38 million to spend. Sports are a disgusting suckhole of money, and all of these men should be ashamed for adding nothing to the progress of humanity and sucking out all of its resources. Yeah, shout out to the MCU. Fuck these fake real people. Fuck baseball. Fuck the millions of dollars it took to make this movie to continue navel-gazing over the importance of baseball. The most boring fucking sport ever. Fuck America. It's really harsh. <laughs> now, that was in the first five minutes, so, like, of course that was really harsh, but, like, this I is start, the attitude. I started warming like- up. I fucking approach knock knock with an open mind, and Dan's wa- starting. It's with a that. baseball statistics movie, Dan. <laughs> this would be like if I. Like, you know how important this is to I, me. I can't even think of a movie that could possibly in- encapsulate the plot that would be like the antithesis of this for you. I can't. <laughs> what would it be? Can you help me with that? I've been thinking like for weeks about even a metaphor I can make to like you making me watch a movie about baseball statistics would be like what yeah the, in your opinion i don't know there's like nothing that i take as ser- that you take as seriously as i take baseball right. that so, i don't uh, also like <laughs> i i i've been struggling with like, it. i've been trying it, to make it be a like if you made me watch like a biopic about like dua lipa that, i mean that would be or like the 1975 that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like that junkie who fronts that band. Shout out junkies. Matt Healy. Let's get him on the pod. Ben stinks. This movie makes the big short look like the fucking Matrix. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is how dry the beginning of this movie was. This movie was fucking... It starts with three minutes of real baseball clips. The beginning of this movie I started... Was, dude, a tear was going down my eyes immediately. <laughs> Seeing Jason Giambi hit a fucking stand-up double, dude. This movie began drier than Ben Shapiro's wife. It was brutally dry the beginning of it, dude. It was... I. I almost checked out, and then it started. I started getting enthralled. I did say, "How could you not, dude?" Jonah Hill is stunning in this movie. The way he looks. I said, "Jonah Hill being in this movie <laughs> is Dan Endon's physical entry point for the film experience." <laughs> this movie is truly Dan Endon's autism fantasy. <laughs> this movie is like a sport. If a sports talk radio show produced a radio play, if that sounds good to you, then hop on in. The water's warm. This is the kind of movie that is economically designed to entertain dads with in-flight movies. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched this on a plane before. Any soundtrack movie, any movie with a soundtrack of like reverb guitar strums (laughs) echoing out into the distance forever is guaranteed to be be an American propagandist piece of trash (laughs) or simply something that will bore me to tears. This movie is both. This movie is Californication, but with baseball. (laughs) What's Everyone's so fucking cool in this movie. <laughs> Dude, fucking Chris Pratt. Did you know he was going to pop up in this bad boy? I did not. And his presence was very obvious. Did you know say. that Chris Pratt showed up to set and they sent him home because he was too fat and made him lose weight before he came back? Th- this was before Guardian. So like he this was, was well before he, Guardian. He was not ripped yet, but also like. 
when I saw him, I was like, a oh, fucking course. A <laughs> oh, fucking course. This is a Chris Pratt movie. Dude, it was his first movie. Um, He's Scott Haddenberg, dude. Hattie. Dude, <laughs> the fucking, the comedic beats of him being like, no. first base it ain't that hard. And he's like, it's incredibly hard. It's so funny. The, co- the comedic beats in this movie are on point, dude. What's so perfect? You about- should hear a bunch of grown men on r slash baseball quoting Moneyball at each don't, other, Dan. Don't, please don't say a bunch of grown men on r slash baseball ever again. I got the end of year report, the like uh, the Spotify wrapped up wrap up from Reddit, and it told me that my most spent time was on r slash baseball, and it told me the amount of minutes I spent on it. It was wild. Go ahead, say it. I don't remember. It was in the tens of thousands, though. Dan, who is this episode for besides just you? Um, I'm sure there's people who like right. Moneyball. Please, Nick, Nick Lepresti, what up? In the comments, drop a huge F if you are listening to this. <laughs> You're a huge baseball fan, and this is fucking wet in your whistle. People, Even people who don't love baseball like Moneyball. It's a quality picture. You had a few laughs. What more do you want? What is so perfect about watching this movie at my work, The Brickyard, is, it, is that it is the only place in the world where my reality is more boring than a movie about baseball statistics. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was working, and I would be like, oh, yeah, back to Moneyball. Were your coworkers like, hell yeah, brother. I was mostly alone in the office, but at when people would walk in. You should in, just have it on in the background all the time. Yeah, that would make them think I'm straight. This is hard. Uh, nothing more exciting than a bass drop in the soundtrack to a mouse curse appearing on a computer screen. <laughs> it was like, and it was a mouse cursor. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's like browsing. Like I was like, wow, that is what this movie really has for momentum yeah, right it's now. It's a dude scrolling around Windows 2000. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. It was. <laughs> it's fucking so goofy. I was like, Kat, did you see? I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah. What does Kat think about this movie? Dude, I don't know, man. She had to watch it so many times. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Um, there is a theory that the MCU has destroyed the chances for other non-franchise movies <laughs> to exist. This is a notion I am not okay with, despite my Marvel fanboying, but if it means that there is a chance that there will not be another movie about baseball statistics, <laughs> then call me Captain America. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, maybe. If there's a single human being on planet Earth who could be 20 minutes into this movie, even with no knowledge of baseball, and not assume that Brad Pitt will end up building the perfect team... But he doesn't. They lose. There is not a single ounce of tension in this movie. How could anyone watch this more than once? They lose. It's a tragedy, Dan. It's it's Shakespearean. They they lose, but the streak they went on is still known as legendary. It was probably the highlight of the A's career in the past 30 years. 40 uh, years. Yeah, but no one cares about a streak. All they care about is titles, baby. Yeah, but that's all they have. It's either nothing or the streak. Yeah. And you know the Oakland A's fans probably take the streak. I don't because there aren't any Oakland A's. There has to be some. There's like literally 12, Dan. You should see photos of an Oakland A's game. It is crazy, and their stadium dimensions are so stupid. Perfect to watch at my work because... Why does California have six baseball teams? Get out of here. Because co-workers think I'm just listening to sports radio. <laughs> they also don't understand that my phone can play movies. <laughs> Um, Brad Pitt has made a career de- delivering lines where he automatically starts smiling halfway through whatever he's saying. 
and that smile can either be applied to real happiness or automatically applied to a smug chip on the shoulder attitude, both of which work in any given situation. <laughs> Seriously. Did he like when he, out of rage, threw he, his dude, cell phone out the he, car and then instead of going to pick it up, goes and beats the shit? <laughs> Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill were both phenomenal in this movie. Oh, yeah. They're both so good. Brad Pitt is such a good actor. Jonah Hill playing it close to the chest. Like, the, dude, when they announced Jonah Hill was in this movie playing jo- Paul D. Podesta, I was like, what? Is, is, I'm going to ask you a sensitive question. Uh, okay. Is Paul D. Pedophile per, per Desto, is he fat in real life? No. <laughs> oh, dude, they did him dirty. Yeah. They should have had Jonah train up like Guardians of the Galaxy style. Yeah. And in the book, there's more than one person. Jonah Hill's kind of playing an amalgam of characters. I wrote, so the thesis of this movie is to build a baseball team. You need to build an actually balanced team instead of finding individualist superstars. Yes. I could have fucking told these guys that. It's literally called a baseball team. (laughs) Yeah, but people didn't fucking learn, dude. (laughs) Now, now you're seeing the era of super teams where people learned how to build an efficient, fucking perfect baseball team. And it's remarkable. Philip Seymour Hoffman in a baseball outfit made this movie (laughs) all worth it for me. Dude, his eyebrows in this movie are... S tier. He is fucking killing this movie. I would fuck him right then and there. Dude, he is so disgruntled in this movie. <laughs> they, they made him They portray 60. him as such a curmudgeon in this movie. It's so criminal. Apparently. When literally all he's doing is his job, and he's like, I want a contract, and they're like, fuck labor. Like, fuck you! <laughs> they're like, run along. Brad Pitt's like, I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're gonna kill me? <laughs> um... <laughs> I love when Brad Pitt goes up to Jonah Hill and is like, this better work. Yeah, right. And then goes, I'm just kidding you. Yeah, that was Classic Pitt. Yeah, classic Pitt. Dude's a fucking legend. (laughs) Someone should make a movie about him instead of baseball. (laughs) Someone should, dude, I wish Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was just about, like, Brad Pitt, but, like, Entourage style. You know, I want the story of Brad Pitt. (laughs) Jonah Hill looking like a fucking snack in this one, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What is Jonah Hill's haircut in this movie, dude? They're like, make him look more Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The waves in his hair. That ought to do it. Did you watch this Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy picture? No, it got terrible reviews. Did, Did you it? watch it? No, we we went to throw it on and we fell asleep because of the COVID. Uh, I want to watch it for just for a long We're going to watch but, it for sure. Yeah. Let me know. I'll watch it tonight. You know. Um, you never know. Watching Brad Pitt's Sharky Baseball Statistician. <laughs> getting his heart warmed 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 <laughs> getting his heart warmed by a little kid reminds me that this movie was already made and better and that movie is called Jerry Maguire say his name dude this movie is way better than Jerry Maguire no I disagree with that Jerry Maguire Jerry Maguire is fire dude get, get out of here that's the soul of sports baby. that's schmaltz when Oh, this isn't? <laughs> Compared to this, that's this fucking is, schmaltz. Yeah, well, that is not, like, written by the Rain Man. <laughs> that is, like, made to be an entertaining 90s picture. And right. And be excused for many of its <laughs> misdeeds. This, this is like was an made, epi- like, a couple years this ago. This is like an episode of The West Wing about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's all um, I ever wanted. I have a note. I've seen this movie no less than 15 times, Tim. I, I have a note in here. Maybe because you've seen this movie 15 times, you can tell me what this is about. Okay. Sports people love throwing things. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking babies. Yeah, I mean, Dan. 
Oh, I know what this Hold is. Hold <laughs> Well, you have to realize. Like, oh, this was like a trend throughout the movie where Brad Pitt like walked around like throwing tables, throwing chairs. Jonah Hill, yeah, everyone's yeah. throwing tables, oh, yeah. chairs. Here's one of the funniest things about baseball fans, Dan, is that everyone gets uh, all pearl clutchy and upset when literally every two weeks a professional baseball player is, um, you know, says something racist or something anti-vax mm-hmm. or like beats his wife or something like does something terrible, shoots a gun into the garage door. Shout out, shout out over all this Chapman. They they're just like, I can't I can't believe this. It's an outrage. And it's just like, dude, the only people who play professional baseball are like Catholic Latino p- players and dudes who grew up in the South here. Like every baseball player is for sure a piece of shit. Right. And dumb because they didn't go to college. They joined a minor league baseball team to be around a bunch of other uneducated white men. Yeah. Like that's rough. It's, it's a fucking odd group of people. Sure. It's like the army pretty much. Uh huh. But like less mental illness by a slight degree, like slight. Like dude, Dan, when baseball came back, when, uh, when they tried to come back during 2020, during the COVID year and like, dude, Every day, the articles were, like, giving the percentages <laughs> of each team's vax rate of right. their players. And articles were coming out about certain fucking famous players, like, rallying their team ref- about, like, solidarity, refusing to vax. And people would be like, I'm never buying another Bryce Harper jersey. And people were like, dude, I'm like, dude, he's a fucking Mormon who was a fucking gazillionaire by the time he was t- 19. Sure. Of course that guy hates vaccines. Yeah, you got to give some of these salts of the earth guys a break. I mean, I, I, he's a Mormon I, from Utah. I know I bagged on my work a few times, but I know a lot of people at my work who are very salts of the earth and are just like interesting people. I mean, they're human beings as well. So just yeah, don't forget about that. They're just wrong next about almost everything. When Donald Trump wins, baby. Do you see they canceled Newsmax? Did they on Direct TV? It's That's not going to awesome. be on satellite anymore. That makes me feel good. Yeah, I love that. Um. The scene where Jonah fires Pena is so goddamn good. Oh, yeah. Great acting from just everybody in the room. Yeah. Um, that's what this movie really hinged itself on. I mean, I think with Dimitri Mardo, it would have been fucking stupid. So weird. That sounds so dumb. Soderbergh, dude. And I've think seen, of what that movie would have looked I've like. I've seen pictures of Billy Bean. He does not look like Dimitri Martin. No. He doesn't no. exactly My look man like Brad was a Pitt, fucking first round, a first overall draft pick. My man is um, svelte. Also, there's another Billy Bean in baseball front offices really? who is he's famous for being the first like openly gay front executive. And mm. always, people always confuse the two, and you can tell Billy Bean hates it. The only other note I have in here about Billy Bean was that like yes, there's a story about like his ex-wife in this movie, and and his her new cuck husband Spike Jones, dude, and her husband. Played by Spike Jones. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. That was like one of the oddest things about this movie. And he's like a vegan type wearing sandals. And it was just like, I love how they make Spike Jones like some sandal wearing <laughs> mega beta soy boy. And she calls him halfway through the movie soaking wet, congratulating him, cucking her new husband over baseball statistics. <laughs> She's like, I heard about what you did on the field, baby. <laughs> it's so fucked. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. And that guy. The man's a legend. That guy, whoever he is, who Spike Jones played, um, must A, be like, my God, Spike <laughs> Jones played me in a movie. Why did that ever happen? And then on top of that. He was like, I love the Praise You video. Like, I was so violently cucked. <laughs> 
in a Brad Pitt movie. That's terrible. Um, the only other notes that I had were like, I, I had some like, you know, I'm watching a baseball statistics movie in between doing like math for proposals for work. Neither <laughs> of which are things I ever wanted to do as an adult or a human being. So I was dissociating a bit and I was writing a little bit of that dissociation. At one point I wrote, even more exciting than watching baseball <laughs> is watching an actor pretend to be a real person watching baseball. The only thing more exciting than watching baseball is watching a fictitious person emotionally reacting to listening <laughs> to baseball radio talk shows. The only thing more exciting than talking about baseball is watching a room full of actors <laughs> who are playing real people talking about real baseball economic figures. Dude, is it? A, <laughs> tell me it's not a miracle of modern filmmaking that they made that movie interesting. The only thing more exciting than baseball is listening to Jonah Hill <laughs> narrate a montage of actual baseball statistics <laughs> under sleepy reverb guitar. <laughs> the only thing more exciting than baseball is watching Chris Pratt <laughs> fall asleep while watching baseball. <laughs> like, fuck off, dude. This movie like was like, you know all the most boring parts about baseball <laughs> that people complain about that we never put in movies? Lean hard. And a lot of that worked dude, for me. And this is after they scrapped the movie because it was too baseball-y. And that's it, dude. I mean, I, I don't know what to, what else I could possibly say about this movie. Tell, I mean, tell me you're not impressed by the fact that they made that movie interesting. I'm giving this movie a six point nine. You said a seven in the beginning. I know, but now thinking about it, I'm just. I feel like sixty nine is better. Mm. Oh, you want me to go back to seven? I do. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go your blood in, blood out route and go for a seven here. Let's go. Wait, wait. Before we do this. Okay. Before I choose between a 6.9 and a 7. What am I doing? I need to look at some of these previous scores. Okay. That's fair. This okay. movie calls for that. This calls for that. This is a baseball statistics movie. You, <laughs> you must give me reprieve, Go to the data. Sir. Go to the data. Let's go to the data. Yeah. That's what Billy Bean would do. This is what I'm saying, man. Um. Okay. I All right. <sighs> Let's find some here. I gave the Child's Play remake a 6.9. Child's Play remake was pretty awesome. Yeah, that feels light. You gave the Child's Play remake a 6.9. Yeah, because that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I guess that's fairly high. Hmm. For a movie that sucked so ass, it was pretty awesome. That's an example of maybe I should give it a 6.9. You gave it an 8. All right, reboot, 6.7. This was way better than that. Okay. So 6.9 and 7 justified. So this was worse than The Lodge. Oh, uh, yeah. I would I would watch The Lodge again right now. I would never in a million years watch this movie again, unless I was literally like in a retirement home dying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same quality movie as Spiral. What did I give Spiral? Six point nine. Yeah, this is better than. Here are Spiral. some other things you've given a six point no, nine. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fanatic. 
That movie ruled, dude. <laughs> that was a different different rating scale. That was a bad movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Lawnmower Man. Father's I, Day. Lawnmower Man, I gave a 6.9. You did. What I, I have watched Lawnmower Man probably 10 times. That's nuts, dude. That movie's terrible. That movie hmm. I hated way more hmm. than... Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. What did we watch last hmm. week? Keanu getting his cock sucked. Did we? Okay. All right. Um, All right. Knock, knock. Cock, cock. Fletch. I gave a 7.9. Out. Okay, that makes sense. Dude, I watched the new Fletch movie with John Hamm. Delightful? Delightful. I can't wait to watch that. Dude, made by fucking Greg Matola. No, I don't like that, but I'll watch Super it. Super bad, dude? Come on. Yeah, but what since then? All you need is one. <laughs> That's not true in the case of Eli Roth or Super, Richard Kelly. Superbad buys you a lot of goodwill in my book. Worse than Space Jam. That all makes sense. The Fanatic. Yeah, you already said that. I enjoyed Matrix 4 more than this. Yes, that is very true. Old. Yes, I did. Last Duel. Last Damn. Duel was really fucking boring. <laughs> it truly was. Um, hmm. Uh, whole nine yards, six. Feels fine. Kind of sad. Just wait till the whole ten yards, my guy. <laughs> That's going to be season opener. That movie's going to be... I, I don't know if anybody... Fucking wild. If we've truly announced it, but I think we might as well go for it at this point. After we're done this showdown back and forth thing, we're going to do a season of sequels that are sequels to <laughs> movies that we've already done. That includes Fast and Furious movies... Um, and if you're paying very close attention to the podcast, you'll be able to see what's coming. Um, basically going to put them all in a hat. Is and that what's going to happen? Yeah. Let's just pick them out of a hat each week. Okay. I got to figure out how uh, Little Big League's connected to Moneyball. You need to find a direct prequel to Little Big League. The guy who made Little Big League never made another movie after or before. And that brings us to our last category of the day, which is going to be talking about our next movie options. But as for now, Moneyball, I'm going to give a seven. Nice, dude. Because it was a legitimately good movie. I think anyone could watch it and enjoy it. Just don't do any research on it afterwards and just take it. Just go read the book. Like it, what it is. It's just a piece of good baseball history. The book is fucking riveting, Dan. I would never. I've read it twice. That's fair. Dan, Moneyball, 12 out of 10? 8.9 out of 10. All right. I see you not going wild. I mean, it's not Barry Lyndon. It's not Speed Racer. Should we take a look at what, what this is better than? Or yeah, just... why not? I, I think that, I think this is going to hold up under scrutiny. I'm not worried about that, I don't think. Look, I rated it ahead of Book of Henry. Speed Racer, you rated it ahead of. Ooh, what did I give Speed Racer? 8.75. Mm, I think I like this more than Speed Racer. It seems more meaningful to you. I watch this a lot more than Speed Racer, which is nuts, because I watch Speed Racer several times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think you're rock solid here, dude. Uh, Last well, Temptation of I Christ? I gave Doctor Sleep a 9. There's no way I like Doctor Sleep more than this movie. Doctor Sleep is mad fire. It was good, but it was not... Yeah. I like this way more. It kind of is dissolving in my memory at this point. Uh, Buried Secret of M. Night Shyamalan, you gave a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. How do you think that compares to this? Although, I liked that more than Loch Ness. How do I think... 
What did you give Loch Ness? I don't know, but that seems inconsistent. Yeah. Um, Buried Secrets of Ed Nash Loch Ness, I gave a five. Was like insidious. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That movie offended me was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm rock solid. All right, should we head into our final segment of the show where we talk about uh, what our choices are going to be for each other next time? I'm excited. Let me get my list out. I'm going to start stressing. You're not picking uh, fucking what we were talking about earlier? So many have come up over the past, like, couple episodes. I mean, how could you even count? What what did I pick earlier? Oh, man. There was something that I was like, we should watch this, and you... Oh, knowing. Oh my god, dude! No, I'm not gonna pick knowing, but I will say that if you were to pick knowing, I would be like, "Let's get it." Okay, I'm not picking knowing. So Dan is going to reveal his pick first, uh, which yeah. is we go back and forth. Yeah, and... Dan's been really complaining about how much I've been fucking ruining his life with my picks. Oh god. Um. All right, Dan, you ready? I'm, I'm very concerned. Are you ready? I need like a drum roll. And you should be extra happy because this is a picture that you can acquire and watch on 4K Blu-ray. Oh, boy. Join us for my next pick when we watch the 90s erotic thriller, An Indecent Proposal. This is uh, the one where Demi Moore uh, cocks her husband for money, right? Yes. Dude, good choice, dude. Good choice because that's like in the that is in the EU of like truly wrongheaded movies. Oh yeah, I feel like that one is going to be. I watched that. I have that one on VHS. Dude, actually. Robert Redford. Robert Redford, he was in it. Oh yeah. Who's the main? Oh yeah, Robert Redford is the rich guy. Yeah. Who's her husband? Oh, uh, fucking, I forget. But it's also someone hilarious. And you bought this movie on 4K? Yeah. That is bizarre. Do you have like a thing for this movie? No, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't remember anything about it. I read the <laughs> plot and I was like, that's hilarious. Well, that's good because like I was originally for Knock Knock going to do Basic Instinct, but I feel like that's like the same exact movie. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I took your thunder. No, no I like your choice. Knowing it is. Dude, no. Dude, and it's on HBO Max right Dude, now. Dude, knowing. I... I remember, and this is like... Knowing the, should be the sequel to Moonfall. This happens very, like, infrequently with me, but there are, like, times where a movie ends, and I say to myself, <laughs> on a very deep, like, cellular level, like, dude, do not watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rare. It's like a 1% of the movies I watch, and Knowing was one of those movies <laughs> where I finished it, and I was like, that was so fucked. I watched Knowing on a plane, <laughs> and I, like, was watching it to, like, really, like, entertain myself, and, like, I was like, this isn't going somewhere fucking bug nuts, is it? <laughs> it was. It sure was. I just remember being like, I want to sue whoever made Knowing. No, I'm not going to pick Knowing. I would never do that to myself again. Uh, all right, noted. I don't know, man. I mean... There are many things that you've said in the podcast that, like, you haven't seen. Yeah, that's true. That I thought we should watch. Okay. And Juana Man... No, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the look of terror on my face? Yeah, did you... (laughs) Did you have a moment there? I hate that movie. I've never seen Juana Man. How? Because you hate sports. (laughs) It might be sports related. Yeah. That's where what a man uh, it's a basketball pretends movie. as if he's a, a WNBA player. Yeah. How does that work out? Dude. 
That sounds like Soul Man a little I bit. I saw Joanna Man like many times as a kid. <laughs> they, like played it, they like played it in school, dude. <laughs> no, they did not. You were in a school that played the movie Joanna Man. <laughs> I feel like that. Dude, you need to sue somebody. Um, That movie truly makes House Party look like House Party 2. <laughs> <laughs> bringing them back. You're bringing them back. Um, originally I had picked for the next episode Cloverfield Paradox, but I feel I feel a little like miffed about that choice. I feel like it's just gonna be a movie that you're like, Dan, it's fine. We that, watched it, it's fine. I feel like that's what's I also feel like that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> There's no way I have the vitriolic response that the internet had to it. Sure. Um mm. Like the first Cloverfield has so much goodwill with me that like it's like it's fine. I'm going to go with um, the horror movie The Empty Man. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Why? Apprehensive and in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about it. Okay. I'm just going to say we should watch it. What's it called? The Empty Man? The Empty Man. Okay. This is a movie that a lot of people in the rental zone and beyond have expressed great interest in. Really? That I watched... And would like to talk about. When's it from? About two or three years ago. Okay. It's a newish one. Right. Is it spooky? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I watch my movies late at night. I don't want to but watch you and I, and to, to tee the listener up, have very different horror reactions. Yeah. Like very different. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what we think of this one. This is one of the more different horror movies out there. So. Okay. Um, that sounds let's, spooky. Let's get after it. Maybe. I'm scared. Should we do anything else? Like what? I don't know. We're at 58 minutes. It's, that's very neat. You got any games? From Rachel's point of view. Yeah. Do I have any games? No. My game is uh, staying alive, baby. <laughs> All right. Just end the episode. Staying hydrated, medicated, educated, and masturbated. Cut that. All right. Try something else. <laughs> baby!